0: And I realized that God's favorite way of growing my business is by growing me all the things. And I thought, if I pray from the inside out in cooperation with the ways I 100% know that God is working, I should see movement every single day. I will see him answering my prayers. And as I did that, it grew my confidence and it grew me, which of course eventually grew my business.
1: Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, Speaker, Wife, and Mama Four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Called Forth podcast. I am thrilled to have my guest today, Kim Avery. Kim Avery is a counselor, coach, spiritual director, and author of The Prayer-Powered Entrepreneur, 31 Days to Building Your Business with Less Stress and More Joy. She is truly passionate about the power of prayer and soul care for Christian entrepreneurs as they partner with God to change the world. So thank you so much, Kim, for being on today's episode.
0: Uh, thank you for having me, Don. It's great to be here.
1: Well, I have heard you speak in a few different ways through your own podcast and podcasts that I've heard you speak. And so I know you have so much of a wealth of wisdom to share. So I would just love to start with how you got started and interested in prayer as it relates to entrepreneurship.
0: Mm, Yeah, it was not a glamorous, (laughs) if I can be honest here. It's uh, I think because my business was so mediocre. I had been in business, an entrepreneur, unexpectedly, actually, for years and years and was working as a business coach and helping others with their businesses. And it was one Christmas, and I just got struck with the weirdest flu. I wasn't so sick that I couldn't think, but I was so sick I couldn't do anything but think. So I sat there for two weeks while everybody's unwrapping presents and eating Christmas dinner on the couch, just kind of pouting and thinking. I was always thinking, I was, of course, looking back over the year that had passed my business and the businesses of the clients that I coached. And I was just sat there and I started out thinking, well, fine, my business is fine. My client's businesses are fine. And then almost out of nowhere, Dawn, this thing hit me. It's like, wait a minute. If God, the master of the universe, the controller of all resources, all powerful, all wise, all loving, all knowing, all connected, is the owner of my business, why is it fine? Why is it that my business and frankly, I and the other entrepreneurs I was working with, why is it we don't look very different than other people's whose business partners isn't God? And it was a really sobering moment. And it sent me on this year long adventure. I look back affectionately and called the year of prayer, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to resign. I turned in my notice. I said, that's it, God, I quit. You are the owner of this business. I am just here to do your bidding. How do I do that? And then I realized, okay, I need a manual, an operating manual, procedures, those kinds of things. I've never really done business at God's beck and call as I should have all along. So I just spent the year kind of going through scripture saying, what does it look like to really partner with God in prayer and in, in a confident, humble, effective way? And that's how it all began.
1: Wow. I love that connection that you made between what the difference should be between when God is operating our business versus when, you know, we're doing that kind of outside of that on our own. And so given that uh, connection that you made, why do you sometimes feel like business is hard in entrepreneurship? Because sometimes prayers don't get answered in the way that we anticipate that we think that they should. So what connection did you make um, in that regard?
0: Yeah. So what I realized about my prayer life, or one of the many things I realized about my prayer life, the first was I was making it way too hard. <laughs> so it's, it's good to know that it can be simpler than I thought. But another realization was I was tending to pray uh, from the outside in for the results. Dear Lord, bring me a client. Dear Lord, bless Bob's business. Dear Lord, help this project go well. And at the end of any given day, I could look back and think, did God answer my prayer? I don't know. I mean, how long will it take my business to be, and I put this in air quotes, successful. I mean, it's it's almost a prayer that I can't see God answering. And I realized that God's favorite way of growing my business is by growing me. And there's certain things in scripture he's perfectly clear on that he is always, always, always working on in my life. He wants me to be more generous, more Christ-like, more humble, more teachable, all the things. And I thought, if I pray from the inside out in cooperation with the ways I a hundred percent know that God is working, I should see movement every single day. I will see him answering my prayers. And as I did that, it grew my confidence and it grew me, which of course, eventually grew my business. I can give you a quick example if you have time, but if not, we can move on to another yeah, question.
1: No, I'd love to. Yeah.
0: Um, so there was a period of time then I regularly, so I have 31 prayer points and I just kind of review them every month and go through them. So a regular prayer request is that I would be more teachable because frankly, it's just embarrassing for me to admit to people how many things I don't know. And so I tend to go into room always and not be teachable, but just try to pretend like I know what I'm doing, which is not a good thing. All right. Um, so I was praying that I would be more teachable. Um, and I had started, so this was years ago, I had started my first podcast, my first attempt, it was called Bite Size Marketing for Christian Coaches. And I begged iTunes to take it down for years because it was such a mess. But anyway, I'd started this podcast attempt, and uh, someone in one of my Facebook groups said, oh, I'm a veteran of the broadcasting industry for so many years, and I would love to give you some feedback. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. This will be helpful. So I said, yes, I'd love feedback. And his email came back, and he said, I usually start like to start with some kind things to say, But then he proceeded in this page long email and didn't say a single encouraging word, not I'm sure you'll improve over time or what a great attempt or all the things you want to hear. And I realized this was an answer to prayer. I've been asking God to make me more teachable. And I could do a couple of things. I could just say, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about, or I'm so embarrassed. I'm just never going to podcast again, which I have two podcasts now. Um, Or I could just say, it's not the way I wanted God to answer that prayer. I'd love to be magically teachable without having any teachable moments, but God's growing me. And so here was this invitation to say, okay, This is how you learn to be teachable. You accept the wisdom, even when you don't want to hear it, and you learn and grow from it. Uh, So that's just one example of how God's been growing me from the inside out. And it's actually very transformational.
1: I, I love hearing you describe that and lay that out, because when you reference that we pray for results, I think that's just something we naturally gravitate towards. And it's almost like just taking our prayer life to a higher level. When we start praying for more than just the results, we start praying for those key things like from the inside out, like you referenced. So uh, that I felt like that was really powerful. It's almost like describing a step in our spiritual maturity to even recognize that.
0: Yes, yes, and it's so fun because everything that happens during the day is, of course, an answer to prayer. So then I can look and say, "Okay, what's the invitation?" and I can identify it a lot more easily and readily because I'm praying and cooperating with God in those requests.
1: Mm, that's so good. Um, this kind of leads me to my next question for you: Is as a coach, I imagine a lot of what you do is asking pivotal, key questions that cause that person you're coaching to really think and dive deep. And so I was wondering, based on the clients that you've coached and just the experience that you've had over the years, or what are some of the key questions do you feel like are important to ask ourselves, whether it's an entrepreneurship or life mission or purpose, or if somebody finds themselves in a stuck state, maybe I'm speaking too broadly here to give you too many angles to go. So maybe you just kind of lean in where you feel uh, most led, but what do you feel like are important questions that we ask?
0: Mm hmm. I like to start with myself and my journal and in conversations with clients, kind of almost mentally removing ourselves from the current situation, which almost always involves some obstacle or some stuck point. Uh, because when we're in that situation, it's almost as if we're in a box and we can only see straight in front of us. And how do I bore through this mountain? How do I strive? How do I grind? How do I do it harder and faster and better? Um, And what we really need, I think, is the benefit of perspective. And of course, most of all, God's perspective. And so it's like, take a deep breath and pretend none of that is going on right now. And go into the future or go up into God's perspective. So five years from now, when this is all a distant memory, Dawn, and you look back, what you want to have been true of you, what do you see from that position that you don't see right now when you're in the middle of it? or when I'm really stuck, or a client, let's say, is really stuck, uh, it's nice to kind of zoom up to God's perspective and say, huh, God called you to build this business, and then he gave you an unexpected child on top of the three you already have, and then your husband lost his job. Hmm. I wonder what he was thinking. What, What could be on his mind? And he's not surprised by this. He has a plan for this. What does he see that maybe you're just not seeing right here? And it's it's amazing how God has given us the ability to kind of step outside our situation and see it from his perspective when we ask him and say, oh, well, there is this over here, or there is this situation over there. And so our spirit rises within us to see that bigger picture other than just the situation right in front of us. Um, so that's to be like the first question to dive into. Um, and of course, there's others if you're interested, but I like to start there.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of that scripture, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, his ways are higher than our ways, and it's that intentionality that you're talking about to ask God, you know, what is your perspective, Lord? What are you showing me through this? And I think sometimes that's where there can also be a little bit of reconciliation we have to have in our mind between what we know is possible for God to do versus what we feel like we're living right now. And sometimes there's just this big long gap and we feel like we're trying to close that gap. And I think when we ask those kinds of questions, that's where we start to see, you know, that gap shrink because he's calling us higher and bringing us higher. So I love that you share that perspective.
0: Yeah. And, and one of my favorite things to kind of say to myself is I can't, he can, I think I'll ask him. And so in my spirit, I tend to have this, if it's going to be, it's up to me. So I see the gap and I don't like gaps. Um, And so I try to rush in and fill it and, uh, you know, strategize or bring other resources or other partners and just, you know, get rid of that uncomfortable feeling. Uh, But he is the God of all gaps. And often the gap exists because he wants us to invite him closer. Him to fill it with his resources, his timing, his ideas, which is not as fast and it doesn't seem as efficient, but it is so much better. Um, And so just learning to embrace the gaps and think, okay, I can't, but he can. I think I'll ask him and then pause and wait to see what he wants to do with that gap.
1: Yeah. And I think as I hear you share that Two words that highlight to me are patience and trust, which are deeply difficult to do when we're in the middle of something we want to change. Because like you said, I know I'm a type A person. So I am all about thinking, how fast can I get there? How efficiently can I get there? Just bypass this painful process of growth and development. That's what my flesh wants to do. (laughs) And so when I find that life is unfolding different than that, uh, it is hard, I think sometimes to almost surrender uh, yes. Our expectations with the path that God is leading us on. Um, so, can you speak to that surrendering piece? I know you've mm. kind of already referenced it, but maybe go a little bit deeper as well with the surrender no. That's
0: part. so beautiful because expectations to me almost come from me predeciding what God should be doing and how He should be doing it. You know, that's that's how my yeah. expectations um, seem to look. But I I've learned also that. Uh, surrender can feel awkward. Uh, the way we use that word is if, okay, let go and let God, almost as if I'm giving up and laying down. And so instead of expectation, um, I like to have anticipation. So when I give up my expectations that my business should look this way and go this route, because that rarely works out that way. But of course, God's plans are better. So it's anticipation. So I again, I step back and make room for him to work instead of trying to force it. But it's like, ooh, I know he's called me to do this. So I wonder what his plan is. I wonder what he is up to. I wonder what doors might open. And so I still have lots of hope and trust and anticipation, but it's much less trying to funnel God down that predetermined path that I kind of thought he was going to take.
1: Wow. Yes. I, there's so much in what you shared and so valuable. And so I, I just love that we've expanded, you know, that you've expanded on this piece of it. And so I, I kind of want to do a little shift into my next question. And I know that you have mentioned that soul care is a huge priority and it's important to think about soul care. So can you give me your thoughts on, on soul care and why that's valuable to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, why it's valuable to us. And by soul care, I almost mean the soul is kind of the entirety of us. So not just self-care, our external body, which is important, but Dawn, I could go out and get a mani-pedi and be happy and 10 minutes later, chip a nail and it's all over. Right. So self-care can only take me so far, but soul care, taking care of my whole soul and what happens I think is Christ followers. And we just have such compassion to serve the world, such a desire to make a difference, such a, uh, just an honorable a uh, wish to be a wise steward before the Lord that we can almost overgive and overfunction and overwork, and then we're overwhelmed and overtired and all the things. And when we get in that state, People look to us or depend on us and and balls start to drop or we get crappy with our family or we're irritable with a client and what comes out is not beautiful and it's not Christ like. And so we somehow want to be in that balance of yes, selflessly giving, yet always giving from a full cup, not from an empty cup. And so if you look through the gospels, Jesus got away to rest. Jesus took his disciples and said, let's pull away. Jesus got up early in the morning to go and pray. Jesus didn't need, I put that in air quotes again, you know, to take time away, he could have drawn on some supernatural power, but he was just showing us that this is good too: life beyond work time with the Father letting him or he through other people and other resources pour into us. And so we're all really good givers. I think as entrepreneurs, but we're not as good as receiving, but that's really important that we receive fresh water into the well so that we're giving out of the overflow to the people we serve. And then, oh my gosh, like the taste of grace and the taste of God that they get from that is so irresistible. Uh, It's much better.
1: Yes. That insight is so powerful. And I think, as you said, sometimes it's hard as entrepreneurs because we want to be on the go and we're always thinking about the end result and the, all the things that we have to do. And so to create that intention of deciding, no, I'm going to pull away and dive, you know, sometimes even deeper into God with that prayer piece that we were talking about earlier, is so refreshing to the soul. So I feel like I agree that is such a key part of it. So I think you that you expanded on, on that aspect of it. And so that kind of leads into your book, the prayer powered entrepreneur, you have a framework that you've set up um, related to prayer. So could you dive into the framework that, um, that you have in this book?
0: Yeah, thanks for reading the book. It it was just a true passion project, because like, I'm the world's worst prayer. Uh, And it was so funny that God led me to do this. But I think part of it was, again, I was making prayer too difficult. Mm -hmm. My, my unconscious thought Was that I should, my prayer life should be like that of some others in my church who are intercessors, who stay up all night, who take long prayer walks or contemplatives who spend weeks in the mountain with God. And wouldn't that all be delightful and delicious? But we have a business to run. We have payroll to meet. We have expenses. We have deliverables that have to go out on deadlines. And so those two things kept bumping up against each other in my mind. Yes, I wanna pray, but I have a business to run. And of course, God has a plan for that. And that was kind of my self-discovery process when I was writing the book was, first of all, just praying from the inside out. And so the book is set up in a way for 31 days. We just start by praying for ourselves. We need it. It's good. Praying for our relationship with God, then our relationship with others, then our relationship with our business. And we're kind of going, then finally to those results we all want to see. But also I just broke it down into 31 Scriptural promises that I know that I know that I know God wants for us to be unhurried and fully present, to be Christ-saturated, to be prayer-powered. I mean, all of these are within God's will, right? And just take one a day, one promise, one prayer point. And then I just keep that one prayer point. So today when we're recording, this is the 18th right in front of me. Not surprisingly, is teachable once again, because that comes on day 18 and God knows I always need it. And so just all through the day, I'm on this treasure hunt with God. What, what happens in this conversation with Dawn? How can I be teachable? How can I learn from her You know, in the things that happen the rest of the day? So I just pray and watch and respond to what God's doing. And then I just turn to another prayer point again tomorrow. So it's simple, it's brief, it's all through the day. It doesn't take me away from my business. I'm saturating my business with prayer, with God all through the day.
1: Yeah, one aspect and that's exactly what I loved about the book is that it's so manageable and easily implemented and sometimes I feel like especially when we're thinking about our life and our business and everything that's going on sometimes we feel like the solutions are complicated but when we dial it back and we just simply uh pray specifically in, in such a, a simple specific way I feel like it just sometimes create like lessens the stress of trying to figure it all out and have all the answers and all of those things. So I felt like that was such a powerful part of the book is that you break it down in such a simple, tangible, applicable way.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. It's been so helpful, transformational to me, I know.
1: And, and too, you know, I'm reminded again, uh, the phrase that you mentioned earlier in our conversation that God most wants to change my business by changing me. And when I first heard you say that, I, I heard it first on another podcast where you were being interviewed, and it just really struck a chord because, especially as a, a type A person, and uh, most of the call for the call forth audience is ambitious women of faith. So they're, you know, they're driven, they're go getters, they're ambitious. So, what was highlighted to me in that phrase that you referenced uh, was just the transformation that comes that sometimes we're not even aware of. I know for me, when I've been on the go and so like laser set on something, uh, and when I'm not getting those results and I sort of, like we talked about earlier, surrender and, and start to work more on what God is changing in me. There's often transformation that's happening behind the scenes that I don't even recognize almost as it's happening. And then all of a sudden I look back and I realize all of these things have happened along the way that, uh, when I release that and, and allow God to transform me in the process instead of just being so focused on transferring, transforming my business or reaching the goals. Um, There's a a richness and a depth there. So Mm -hmm. I felt like your phrase just really summed up that power of transformation.
0: Mm, So good. You think about an athlete uh, or somebody who's working out kind of doing their reps. Right. So imagine me trying to lift. I don't even know because I can't lift anything, but (laughs) let's just pick it up, pick a weight, you know, a hundred pounds and I can't do it. And I could try harder and I could try harder Um, and I would just injure myself or I'd be miserable, you know, for weeks afterwards. But if I were a personal trainer or somebody who worked out, and lifted weights every day, um, I could just go and do it because I was different. You know, so I'm bringing a different person to the puzzle. And so it's reliable. Uh, Even under pressure, you're going to show up in that new transformed way. Even when your client catches you off guard or the situation is hard, the only thing that's going to come out is you. And so as God transforms us, at first it thinks, oh, well, that's a slow process, but it's a reliable process. Uh, What do they say? When you squeeze lemons, you get lemonade, right? When they squeeze us, Christ will come out. And that's just a sure route to all the goals that we really have in life.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Um, I would love to give you some space to talk about this new podcast Pace of Grace that you're launching. I'm so excited to hear about it. I love the title. So I'm excited uh, to hear more about this podcast you have launching.
0: Thank you. It just launched and I'm so excited about it. And again, it was one of those God's ideas, not mine. I'm like, huh, that came out of nowhere. Um, But I've noticed just the people I work with. I work with people probably a lot like yourself in your audience don who are just christ followers and hard workers and good stewards and talented um and they want to give and serve and the world's song that we see on the internet and that we hear all the time is just such a hustle and grind culture and and maybe it's just our flesh it's just in me and i can start the day with jesus and kind of get into a hustle forcing it mindset so quickly Um, And God's invitation is always just to walk at the pace of his grace. There's not a moment I'm going to walk into today where his grace is not sufficient. He doesn't have provision and he's not there with me. And so I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be stressed, but I don't remember that. I just don't. Plus, it's something I can train in, train in walking in his grace. And so I just have had so many lovely conversations over the past few years. I thought, just love to record bite-sized. Again, you can tell I'm a bite-sized person. So we're 15 minute podcast episodes where we just take like one big idea, one aspect of grace, how to really lean in and receive that grace. And then one small step to take, how can I just train in that and translate that into my walk with Jesus? So I'm an unhurried, but still very ambitious, very hardworking person.
1: Wow. Wow. I, that's definitely something I'm going to be be tuning into, and I'm going to have the links for your podcast uh, in the description of this episode, as well as your book Mm -hmm. and, um, where people can follow you and find you online and I just want to thank you for your time today you're just so full of wisdom and gold and and it's, you know, the fact that you're even sharing the things that you walk through especially when you mentioned you know hearing that feedback and how tough that was and how God brought you through those that experience of learning to be teachable. Uh, you know I appreciate that you shared those stories because it's not always easy to share the stories where we're vulnerable or we got it wrong or we failed those things are hard, but it's, it's a blessing when you hear it, because then obviously you can pull from the audience, could pull from and learn from that experience. So I want to thank you for being on today's episode and sharing your wisdom and your nuggets of gold.
0: Uh, thank you, Don. It's been a pleasure.
1: All right. Well, that is all for this episode of the called forth podcast. I look forward to speaking to you next week. That's all we've got for this episode of the called forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D A W N T O W N E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth.